Reading now from the book of Isaiah, the 61st chapter. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. They will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord to display His glory. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully give them their recompense, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants shall be known among the nations, and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them shall acknowledge that they are a people whom the Lord has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exult in my God. For He has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decks himself with a garland and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. For as the earth brings forth its shoots and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It's good to know your purpose. Isaiah, in this exhausting list, seems to know what he was sent for. Jesus, who quoted from this list, seemed to know what he was sent for. If only you and I were so certain. Or maybe we'd prefer to act like we don't know. What if I told you that your mission isn't that different, isn't different at all from Isaiah's and Jesus? We can acknowledge that we won't perform them exactly the way Isaiah, Jesus, the angels who sang to the shepherds, Mother Teresa or Billy Graham performed the mission, but we have the same one. The Lord has sent you to bring good news to the captives, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. What if I told you? That there are times when your mission is to speak of God and there are times when your mission is to act for God. But you, no less than Isaiah, Jesus, Billy, Teresa, or Gabriel, are called to that. Would you leave? I hope not. I'm I'm trusting you won't. I considered asking the ushers to bar the doors, but then I realized you're polite people. 
You'll hear me out. You'll hear me out because you want good news brought to the oppressed. Because you want the brokenhearted cared for. You want the captive to be set free. And you want the mourning comforted. You want these things. I want these things. God wants these things. So the question before us is, would we acknowledge that God wants these things badly enough to use you to do these things? Because the fact is, Jesus has already come and done these things. And yes, Jesus continues to do these things, but it's also true that Jesus has left these things for us to do. Part of the good news of God coming to us and God remaining with us is that God empowers us to be with others as a way of reminding them that God is with us. Did you catch that? Part of the good news of God coming to us and God remaining with us is that God empowers us to be with others as a way of reminding them and us that God is with us. I walked into a hospital room one morning. The patient was pretty banged up. She smiled at me as I entered the room. We talked about her condition and the medical care that was before her. I could tell she was hurting pretty badly that it needed to be a short visit. So I said, let's have a prayer. And we did. I stood up to leave and she grabbed my arm. She said, your being here today reminded me that God is here. She said, I I knew God was here with me, but somehow you being here made it feel true. I didn't do anything special. I didn't put on my LED halo. I didn't trot out quotes from theologians or even read a passage from the Bible. I just showed up, showed concern, and prayed. And she remembered that God was there, which meant she received good news. That day, that was the way I got to participate in God's mission. I don't tell you that because I'm looking for a Christmas bonus. I've already received it. I'm telling you that because I want you to know you are part of God's mission, too. And many of you are doing those very same kinds of things. In fact, my guess is that many of you are proclaiming the good news and don't even realize you're doing it. The good news. Sometimes we mistake bringing good news with beating people over the head with good news. And other times, for some reason, we seem to think it only counts if we're telling the good news to someone who hasn't heard it before. Well, guess what? 
You live in Florence, South Carolina. You'll be hard-pressed to find a person who hasn't heard some version of the good news. There are no blank slate shepherds wandering around here. I dare say that everyone has heard some version of the good news of the news, but my question is, are they hearing good news? Are you? We all need to hear good news. I need to hear it. You need to hear it. The oppressed and the captive need to hear it. The brokenhearted and the mourning need to hear it. The weary beneath life's crushing load and those who are too distracted by the babble sounds to hear anything need to hear it. And you, you are called and empowered to share it. What good news will you bring? I sometimes worry about what people think the good news is. Sometimes what I hear as passed off as good news doesn't sound very good. Sometimes it sounds more condemning than loving. It can sound as a threat. It can sound like there's so many preconditions attached to it that it's not worth the effort. It can sound more bad than good. John the baptizer, who was no softy, came to testify to the light, to the one who offers grace upon grace, the one who is close to his Father's heart and makes God known. John pointed to Jesus, not himself, that all may believe in Emmanuel. God with us. He shared good news. The angel announced to the shepherds, good news of great joy for all the people, a Savior, a Messiah, the Lord has been born. He shared good news. Isaiah looked for that day when the Messiah would bring God's peace and justice. And Jesus said that He was the one who was there to do just that good news. The good news is this. God is with us, bringing hope and salvation. God is with all of us. That is unequivocally good news. No prerequisites. No condemnation. An invitation offered, news so good that the angels can't help but sing glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill to everyone. Their song was involuntary. It had to be sung. As Isaiah anticipated, for as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as a garden causes what is sown to spring up, So the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. They had to sing. When we think of God coming near, God among us, we too must sing. Not because it's required, but because we can't help ourselves. 
At least in here we can. Well, some of you seem to be able to, but that's another sermon. For the most part, in here, we can't help ourselves but sing this good news. But out there, for some reason, we can. We can help ourselves. We muffle our voices. We hide our hope. We let the good news we have to be shared be drowned out by other noises which might be okay if the songs were just for us. But we, no less than Billy, Teresa, Gabriel, Isaiah, are to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. The song is for us, but it is not only for us. So if today you are not feeling the weight of being under life's crushing load, good, because I assure you, someone you know is feeling that way. She needs comfort and hope. And if today you don't feel a little bit removed from God's love and care, I assure you, you will encounter someone this week who does. He needs to know that God is with us. And if you don't know someone who is lonely right now and could use a reminder that God has not forgotten her, see me, see Josh, see Meg, we will give you a name. Or come caroling this afternoon. Or go to the parking lot mission on Saturday. Or support Santahatchee this month. Or just go through this week a little more aware a little more intentional about how you can care for the brokenhearted and for those who mourn, for the captive. It's your purpose. It's your mission. No less than Billy Graham or Mother Teresa or the angels or Isaiah. It's your mission. It's our calling to share the good news, good news in word and deed. Don't wait for some midnight clear. Sing out with your words and sing out with your life. Glory to God in the highest.